after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. You know what time it is when you hear that siren. It's time for Frank's Power Play. Frank, take it away. All right, and we'll start off with the NHL draft, which began on Tuesday with the first round and continued on to Wednesday. Hey, some first-round picks for you. No surprise who went number one. It was Alexi Lafreniere. Goes to the New York Rangers, number one overall. Quinton Byfield, well, second overall to the Kings. Byfield becomes the highest-drafted black player in the National Hockey League. Really? How high did he go? Number two. Hmm. So, Tim Stutzel out of Germany went to the Ottawa Senators at number three. And the Red Wings were then on the clock. They select Lucas Raymond, a left winger out of Frölunda in Sweden. Now, a little bit about him. I guess when he was a new, when he was first noticed, he was only playing playing third and fourth line minutes on Frölunda, which was an absolutely stacked team. I mean, he was the youngest player on there, so he was a low man on the totem pole. But in the World Juniors is where he really showed what he can do. In fact, in a game against Russia, he ended up having a hat trick and scoring the game-winning goal in overtime. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like he's going to be in Sweden for at least this season and, and possibly next. We'll see what happens there before he comes to America. Rest of the top 10 picks. Jake Sanderson, a defenseman, goes to the Senators at 5. Jamie Drysdale, defenseman to the Ducks at 6. Alexander Holtz, a winger out of Sweden, goes 7th to the Devils. Jack Quinn, winger from Canada, goes to the Sabres at 8. Marco Rossi, some thought the Wings would take him at 4. He goes to the Minnesota Wild at 9. Cole Perfetti, Goes to the Jets at 10. And, of course, the first goalie taken was Yaroslav Askarov out of Russia. He ends up going to the Nashville Predators at 11. So that's your that's some of the first-round picks there. there. And, of course, I'll even go run down picks for um, the Red Wings. Cause was this virtual? Uh, for the most part, it was. Uh, they, I mean, although the cool, probably the coolest thing I noticed was when the Senators had their first pick, they had Alex Trebek. Yes, that Alex Trebek from Jeopardy. <laughs> yes. So he posed like said, this player is the number three pick in the NHL draft, and then said the correct response: Who is Tim Stutzel? <laughs> nice. So I thought, I thought, I thought that was a pretty classy move by the Senators to let him do that. He could have introduced the highest African American player drafted. Well, who is it, this guy? Yeah. Now, well, yeah. the, well, it's because Alex Trebek is Canadian. Oh, well, still, I mean, yeah. hey, okay, keep going. So, the rest of the Red Wings picks, they take. Uh, William Wallinder, a defenseman out of Sweden, and with the first pick of the second round. 
And their other two second-round picks, they took Theodore Niederbach, another Swede, who's a center. And then they took Cross Hannes, a left-winger out of Portland in the WHL, with their third pick of the second round. Third round, they take Donovan Sabrango, a defenseman from Canada out of Kitchener in the Ontario League. And then they take Emil Vero out of Finland and a defenseman. And another few other teams' picks. Sam Stange. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He is out of the USHL out of Sioux Falls. He's actually going to be playing college hockey for the University of Wisconsin. And Jan Bednar, goalie out of the Czech Republic, was another fourth rounder they got. In the fifth round, they take Alex Cotton, a defenseman from Lethbridge in the WHL. Sixth round, Kyle O'Coin, a defenseman out of Tri-City in the USHL. And their first pick of the seventh round, a bit of a legacy pick. Keenan Draper, the son of Chris Draper, who mm-hmm. was picked in the seventh round. He had played in the British Columbia Hockey League. Is he good? Well, I know, well, he was a seventh round pick, and I guess at that point you say, you know what? These are guys you're just kind of taking flyers on to see what they can do. And I guess since he's there, and plus Chris is the director of scouting, and he was kind of a like a nepotism pick. Well. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. If you want, if people are going to call it that, but I mean, I thought it was kind of cool just to get drafted the same team that his dad played for was a nice role player. And their last pick, they took Chase Bradley, a left winger out of Sioux City Mm. in the USHL. So, I mean, depending on who you read, I've seen mostly B to B plus grades. I've seen a couple of A minus grades for the draft as well. Well, so I'd say a pretty good haul for Steve Eiserman in his second-ever draft. Well, this, this is what Jordan Strack had to say an hour ago. Seeing what Steve Eiserman has done with the Red Wings in the last 24 hours versus what Ken Holland did should be a true eye-opener. Holland set this organization so far back, and Eiserman is fixing all of the messes. It's remarkable, really. Is that true? Well, allow me to uh, to elaborate on that because that's just what I was going to get to. In addition to the draft being this week, Steve Eiserman has shown that uh, if you're not going to produce here, adios. For example, he bought out Justin Applicator, who has on an Albatross contract, had three years remaining at four point two five four and a half million per year. So they're going to be stuck with two-thirds spread out over six years, which isn't, truthfully isn't really that bad yeah, because they're not, I don't think he's going to be spending up to, to the cap in the near future. Mm-hmm. But, of course, Advocator only put up three points this year in all the games he played. Right. So I have to say well done, and I wasn't a fan of the contract when it was signed because he put up, 44, he put up 46 points. One year, but he was playing with Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg. Harry, and then when they don't play anymore, his production goes. <laughs> so, good move getting rid of him. I mean, look, I know he was a local guy from Muskegon. One scored the national championship winning goal for Michigan State in 2007. But at the end of the day, it's business. 
And, of course, there was some RFA restricted free agents that he did not tender. Brendan Perlini, who he got in a trade with the Blackhawks, didn't really produce, so he said, okay, letting you go. Madison Bowie, a defenseman, didn't bring him back. And I think there was somebody else, too, I don't really remember off the top of my head. So Basically, like, Steve just went, your ass, your ass, <laughs> your ass, you're he, out of here. He told him, you weren't producing, there's the door, don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out. So I mean, was, at the end of the day, your ass. Yeah, but I mean, kind of going off what Strack said, that Steve was doing more to help the team than Ken Holland ever did, because uh, a lot of these guys who he let go would have been kept around because Holland is... Likes his loyalty too much, which I have said countless times on this show. You want loyalty, get a dog. And of course, speaking that of... That is true. That is a true story. You have said that here on this show several times. And of course, speaking of Ken Holland, here's another inept move on his part. Andreas you who he traded for from the Red Wings, gave up a couple of picks to get. He was a pending RFA. He said... No, I'm not going to tender him an offer. So he basically, he gave up two picks for nothing. And that's kind of an indictment on him. And of course, with that said, I will get into some moves via free agency that have happened. And in the last week, like on October 4th, which would have been on earlier this week, the Stars re-signed Andre Shekera, a defenseman, for two years at $3 million. Then the next day, a couple of re-signings. Leafs re-signed Jason Spezza for a year at $700,000. And Sabres re-signed Tage Thompson, who was a pending RFA for three years, $4.2 million. The Capitals re-signed defenseman Brendan Dillon, four years, $15.6 million. And, of course... Did have a tra- did have some trades that went down as well as I got to jump into those. Those the Columbus. We'll just go ahead and run through them. The uh, excuse me. The San Jose Sharks acquired goaltender Devin Dubnik and a 2022 seventh round pick from the Minnesota Wild for a 2022 fifth rounder. The Columbus Blue Jackets sent forward Josh Anderson to the Montreal Canadiens and got forward Max Domi in a 2023rd rounder. They're in return. Hearn. Hearn. David's Penguins decided to send Matt Murray packing. They sent him to Ottawa in exchange for a 2022nd round pick and forward Jonathan Gruden. No relation to some guy who coaches the Oakland Raiders, I assume. Yeah, so banana XY spider two Y banana. So David, I'll let you uh, speak your piece. Matt Murray no longer with the organization after he brought you two cups. Any thoughts? No, he served us faithfully, but kind of at the end of the day, someone's you know there's always going to be someone younger. We got two goalie prospects, including that second rounder. Both of them are young, um, not a whole lot of experience. In terms of like, like the top tiers. I mean, the one, the one goal, the first goal that we got with the second round pick is a little bit more experienced. I think he'll probably slot in as the backup behind Tristan Jari. But hey, you get younger, you can save a little bit of money. Matt Murray served us well. 
Um, he was a, you know, like I always say, good, faithful servant of the club. Kind of brought us a couple of championships. But, hey, if you can get younger and if you can use this to get better, time will tell. But yeah, and speak- wish him the best in Ottawa. Yeah. And speaking of Tristan Gerrard, he was re-signed to a three-year deal worth $10.5 million. Another trade that went down. The National Predators sent forward Nick Bonino, a 2022nd rounder and a 2024th rounder to the Minnesota Wild for forward Luke Coonan in a 2023rd round pick. Pick the Blue Jackets sent out defenseman Marcus Nudavara for forward Cliff Poo. And then we have Senators again making trades. They get defenseman Eric Goodbranson from the Anaheim Ducks for a 2021 fifth round pick. Blue Jackets doing more deals. They send defenseman Ryan Murray to the New Jersey Devils for a 2021 fifth rounder. The Vegas Golden Knights send forward Paul Stastny to the Winnipeg Jets for defenseman Carl Dahlstrom and a conditional 2022 fourth round pick. Those are trades that have happened. Now back to free agency. After Max Domi was traded to the Blue Jackets, they re- they signed him for two years at $10.6 million. The Oilers signed Jesse Pugliarvi, two years, $2.35 million. This guy has seemingly been much maligned in Edmonton, but, you know, that's Ken Holland for you. A few other signings that took place on October 8th. The Buffalo Sabres re-signed for Jemgis Gergensens for three years. At six point six million, the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know why they did this. They decided, okay, we get Josh Anderson via trade. Who they give him seven years, thirty-eight and a half million dollars. I don't really understand that one. And a couple of moves that Steve Eiserman made. He re-signed restricted free agents Adam Ernie and Taro Hirose for one year. Terms not disclosed yet. And then, of course, yesterday we had. A frenzy of signings. Derek, your Blackhawks re-signed restricted free agent Dominic Kubelik for two years at $7.4 million, and goaltender Malcolm Subban, two years, $1.7 million. Not Corey Crawford. He is no yes, longer Corey with the Yes, Corey Crawford. Is, they have moved on from, I'll get to where he is in a moment. Won two cups with them, you know. Getting yeah. older, though. Yeah, but, you know that's how that's how the good, business is. He was a good soldier. <laughs> you want to put it that way? Yeah. The Maple Leafs added some sandpaper to their lineup. They signed Wayne Simmons for one year, one and a half million dollars, and then a move Steve Eiserman made. He brings in Bobby Ryan for one year, one million dollars. A bit of a story about Bobby Ryan. He was bought out by the Ottawa Senators. He had like three years remaining on his deal. But he actually had to take a leave of absence from the team during the year because he had been had some problems with alcohol abuse. So he got that took care of. He returned in February, and his first game, home game back, he got a hat trick. I think I'm, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but it was kind of a really cool moment, and... I mean, Ryan is somebody, a guy who I've always respected as a player and as a person. So, I mean, and plus, low-risk deal, one million, only $1 million cap at one year, and, of course, if he's productive and 
The Wings aren't that high up in the standings. Steve can flip them to a contending team and get some assets in return. The champion Tampa Bay Lightning, a couple of depth signings. They bring back Luke Shen, a defenseman, one year, $800,000. Patrick Maroon, who's won back-to-back Stanley Cups. He was with the Blues when they won. Wins with the Lightning. He's back in Tampa for two years at $1.8 million. Tyler Mott, re-sign, a pending restricted free agent, re-signs with the Vancouver Canucks for two years. Radko Gudis, a defenseman, signs with the Florida Panthers, three years, $7.5 million. Steve Eisman making another move. Brings in Michigan native John Merrill, who was previously with the Vegas Golden Knights, a defenseman, one year, $925,000. Another low-risk move. That's what Eisman did. Yes. And again, and I'll just say it. Steve Eiserman gets it. I mean, because of to the point where now you're wearing Red Wings gear because you didn't you've you've had that in the this just like we talked about last week. Blow the dust off the old bits. You blew the dust off your Red Wings gear because you were a very frustrated Red Wings fan. Yes, but now the now we actually have someone who is competent in the front office. <laughs> okay. Yes, Steve brought it. Yeah, I mean, look, I've said it. He's Steve's making low risk, high reward signings. He gets it. The team's trying to rebuild, and he's trying to do the, and he's doing the right things. He's making the smart moves. He's not going for some shiny object and trying to give a lot of money to. No, Red Wings are not in a place to do that. I, Ken Holland just never seemed to get that, but Steve does, and that's why I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So a few more moves. The King, not LeBron James, King Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist. After he got bought out by the New York Rangers, he signs a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals. One year, one and a half million dollars. He's a goaltender off the board. Cam Talbot, he signs with the Minnesota Wild. Three years, eleven million dollars. There's Oilers sign Kyle Turris, who got bought out by the National Predators. Two years, three point three million. And Braden Holtby, a cup-winning goaltender from the Washington Capitals, he goes to the Vancouver Canucks for two years, $8.6 million. Seems like they'll have a nice 1A and 1B there with Holtby and with Thatcher Demko. Oh, and let's see. Anton Hudobin, who was the starting goaltender for the Dallas Stars when they were in the cup final, he goes back to Dallas, three years, $10 million. Matt Murray, who was traded to the Senators, the Suns signed him four years at $25 million. Alexander Wenberg, who was bought out, forward bought out by the Blue Jackets, he signs with the Florida Panthers, one year, $2.25 million. Tyler Pitlick, who was in Philadelphia, two years, $3.5 million from the Coyotes. A couple of depth signings by Davis Penguins. Evan Rodriguez, one year, $700,000. Same for Mark Jankowski, who was previously with the Flames. Rodriguez was with the Maple Leafs. Defenseman Mark Borvietsky signs with the Nashville Predators. Two years, $4 million. Jack Johnson, who was bought out in Pittsburgh, and this was a signing that I thought was stupid when he went there. They gave him too much money, but he was not producing. He goes to the New York Rangers at one year, $1 million. Kevin Shattenkirk goes from winning a Stanley Cup at Tampa. He now goes to Orange County. Anaheim, three years, $11.7 million. There's Alexander Petrovic, a defenseman 
one year, 700000 for the Flames. Justin Schultz, who was with David the Man of God Harris's Penguins, well, he goes to the rival, the Washington Capitals, for two years, $8 million. Jake Markstrom, a goalie who was in Vancouver, he goes to the rival, Calgary Flames, six years, $36 million. There's, and we'll keep going. Stefan Noson, who had gotten, I believe, was dealt to the Sharks from the Devils at the deadline. He resigns in San Jose one year, terms not disclosed. Luca Spiza, a defenseman who I wasn't even sure was in the NHL, but he hadn't been doing too well. He signed in the Winnipeg Jets for one year, $800,000. And then a few more signings. TJ Brody, defenseman, signs with the Maple Leafs, four years, $20 million. Nick Cousins, who was in Philly, he's now in Nashville, two years, $3 million. Tobias Reeder goes to Buffalo, one year, $700,000. Tomas Noshek re-signs with the Vegas Golden Knights, one year, $1.25 million. Brandon Davidson, a defenseman, goes from Edmonton to Buffalo, one year, $700,000. Tory Krug, a defenseman who was, I thought would be one of the first people to get signed. Well, he goes to St. Louis from Boston after Boston didn't even give him an offer. Seven years, $45.5 million. Chris Tanev goes from Vancouver to Calgary. Four years, $18 million. Corey Crawford is now a New Jersey Devil. Mm. Two years, $7.8 million, which I had been watching NHL Network's free agency special and they said Crawford might go there because they've got a good goaltender in Mackenzie Blackwood good, but they just bought out Corey Schneider and let's see a couple other deals, Andre Burkowski a restricted free agent, re-signs with the Colorado Avalanche for two years $9.8 million a couple of depth signings two-way contracts by David's Penguins Freddie Gaudreau and Max Legacy Legacy, excuse me, a forward and a goalie re-signed for get signed for one year at seven hundred thousand. Those are two-way contracts. Next, and of course the Red Wings make another signing today before we came on the air. They signed goaltender Thomas Grice, two years, seven point two million dollars, and the Boston Bruins signed Craig Smith, from who was previously with Nashville, three years, nine point three million dollars. So, pretty much the big signings that Eisman made. Hey, Bobby Ryan, one year. John Merrill for a year. Thomas Grice, two years. The Red Wings did need a goaltender. So, I think you're probably going to have a 1A, 1B with Grice and Jonathan Bernier. And plus, again, low-risk moves and a potential to flip them at the trade deadline. Trying to get assets in return. And I knew I knew that Steve wasn't going to... Do any do anything crazy to begin with? Because, like I said, Wings are in no place to do so. Oh, they're trying to rebuild. They're just getting stopgap guys in, and which is why I am happy. So that's why Steve gets it, and that's so that will do it for my power play on this Saturday, the tenth day of October in the year of our Lord. 2020. Now it's like the year of my lord. Yeah, the, the, so the NHL season, I believe, is supposed to start in January, right? That's that's a possibility. That's what they're saying. 
Probably start on uh, January 1st. Harris will have, they'll have training camp in in December, maybe some preseason games. So we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be a lot more condensed, though, so they can finish up in June. Good, good. That's good. But which you're probably going to see a lot more teams playing three games in four nights. Or they might just shorten the season. I mean, that's that's, a, that's, that's a, possible. I think that might be more realistic. They'd probably shorten from 82 games to probably somewhere around 68. 60, yeah, 70 or 70, 71. Or you're right, 65, 62 maybe. Yeah, um, and also it, one one more note as well. A surprising move by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they le- they ended up waving Tyler Johnson, who I guess him he had been pro- he was an undrafted player. He had really been produced from early in his career. Kind of fell off. They couldn't find a way to trade him, so he gets waved. I guess Julian Breesbrough was hoping somebody would claim him. Well. He goes unclaimed, so I guess he's gonna basically have to report to Syracuse come this season unless they end up moving him. I know there was some chatter that hey, the Red Wings could possibly claim him, not with the cap that he's got, which is like five million dollars. But what's amazing is is that you brought out the Red Wings here. You gotta see it, David, if you're watching the live feed. I, this is the first time I've seen you in all red in a couple years. I mean, all I usually see you in is Michigan. Uh, state stuff, or your your referee stuff, or Dundee for a while because you were coaching there, and some Ida stuff previously. But the Red Wing stuff is back because you used to wear the Red Wing stuff a lot when we first met. But then you were upset with Ken Holland, and and now Iserman is supposed. Well, well, before you put the cart in front of the horse, you got to see how they produce first, Frank. You just can't say that. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Steve's not making long-term commitments to guys, guys, and he's willing to clean house if necessary. And I'll, I said it before, I'll say it again, trust the Iser plan. Uh, David, thoughts before we get on out of this segment? Uh, if the Red Wings kind of tank, he'll probably go back to kind of boycotting. <laughs> but we'll see. Kind of, it's always interesting to see. Oh, David always with the jabs. David always has to get to put in a jab there because he is right. Well, Dave, if they well, do tank, you probably will go back to bitching about them. <laughs> and well, it'll be somebody else's fault. Just like with the Lions. You thought Caldwell was the problem, and then you get Matt Patricia oh, in oh, there. Don't, don't worry. We'll get to, we'll get to that. I'll save, I'll save that for later. Right. But you know what? It's when it, When there's somebody there that actually it's clear they know what the hell they're doing... I'm not going to be as pissed off. Does that mean they're infallible? No. But, like I said, Steve knows what he's doing. He's doing the smart thing. Are you saying that he knows what he's doing because he used to be a great player? Or are you just saying this because he's really making some good executive moves? Because if that's the case, why aren't you the executive up in Detroit? Hey, he's making good moves as a general manager. I said it. He's making low-risk signings. He's cleaning out guys who aren't producing. Okay. And Ken Holland didn't do that. Exactly. So what about the coach? We'll see what happens. They picked up the option for, for him for next season. I wasn't a fan of that move. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know what? We'll mm-hmm. see if they... If they, if, they, if, it's more, if it's more of the same where you've got some... You have some better players in the lineup. 
up and it's still the same results, then yeah, I think he's gonna have to let him go. It's probably he's, I think he's pretty much going into a lame duck year. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that, that'll do it for us here on 88.3 WCTs. After further review with this segment, actually, we have many more to come. Uh, but good job with the NHL power play as you are you love, love the signing of of uh, of this with the Eisner's low risk, high reward type of uh, yes. signings. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, Frank, like I said, you got a, did a good job. Coming up next, we'll have... David's winners and losers. What you got up for us, David? Give us a little tease. Uh, we're coming after Matt Patricia for sure, and oh, may, yes. maybe a little reprieve for a number top, another top five quarterback. Well, now I know this Frank doesn't get out the Detroit Lions gear anymore, so maybe he needs to blow the dust off them the Lions gear. <laughs> I'll do that once the Ford family sells the team. No, that might be for a while. Then. I guess a lot of dust is going to be on that Lions gear. Well, David the Man and Guy Harris will have his winners and losers coming up next in NFL football and college football. But you always can check us out on air or online on 88.3 WXUT. Usually we have the live feed on our After Further Review sports show or Frank or David will share it with them. We're always on, like I said, 1130 to 1.30. And... We, if you miss the show or any of the segments, we always have it on SoundCloud and on iTunes. It's after further review on iTunes. WXUT's after further review on SoundCloud. But they both have one thing in common. That's Frank with the horse's head on. So you see a big horse's head. That's Frank underneath it. And that's also after further review. Make sure you subscribe to us and give us a like. We get a lot, a lot of plays now. A lot of, a lot of good. Some, some certain guests get on here and get a lot of good plays. Coming up next, winners and losers. David the man and got hairs on 88.3 WGT. It's after further review.